0: Hey everybody, it's Lon and it's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and this week we're going to take another one of our deep dives into a current tech topic. This one, the upcoming USB-C mandate from the European Union. What's that going to mean for the future of your iPhone? We're going to talk about that right now, so let's get to it. Now this effort to standardize charging is nothing new. In fact, back in 2009, the EU was negotiating with the major phone manufacturers at that point to standardize around USB being the charging standard for mobile phones. And if you look back at around that time period, we went from having all these different types of plugs to charge phones to something generally that worked over USB for the most part. And the reason why the European Union was pushing this was because of e-waste, they say. Because a lot of the chargers at the time looked like this one in the lower left-hand corner where you had the plug and the power supply attached to each other. And so that was when we started seeing these USB plugs appear where you could plug in a cable and then attach the other end of that cable to your phone. And the standard here was on micro USB and that is what a majority of the phone manufacturers shifted to over that period of time. And as you'll recall, Apple did not go in that direction. They started using Lightning. So how did they get away with that in Europe? Well, they uh, were able to get a carve out in the agreement to allow for an adapter, which could also be a cable. And the deal was that the external power supply that went into the wall had to have a USB plug on it. And if the manufacturer had an adapter to go from USB to their own format, that was acceptable to the European Union back in 2009 now fast forward to last week and the European Union said you know what that memorandum of understanding we had just isn't going far enough we need to mandate this now so they have put together a proposal which you can see on the link on screen here and that proposal first of all acknowledges that their efforts in 2009 had been very effective in what they say is harmonizing charging solutions in other words just about every phone on the market now charges over USB. Even the iPhone with its lightning connector is plugging into a USB power adapter, and any USB power adapter can charge an iPhone. So that was kind of an accomplished goal there. However, as they say here in their note, uh, they did not get a full harmonization of charging solutions because the iPhone still uses the lightning cable. So that's part one of their concern. The other concern they have is that many phone manufacturers have not unbundled the power adapter, the power supply, from the phone itself when they are selling phones to consumers. Now, Apple has done that with their iPhones lately. They took the power adapter out. They also took the headphones out, and they've made the box a lot smaller, and this actually makes Apple a lot more money. Yes, there are some environmental benefits to this because you can ship more phones on the same boat or plane, However, that also means it costs Apple less to ship each phone, so they're saving a lot of money there. And of course, they're also saving money on manufacturing all these power adapters at the same time. Now, the European Union wanted these companies to offer customers the choice of having a phone with a bundled adapter and one without, and they were hoping that the manufacturers would charge less money for the unbundled phone but guess what? Apple's charging more for the iPhone than they were before, so that kind of didn't work out, did it? Now, in the document, the regulators went through some of the options that they had here to pursue in relation to this charging mandate, and they had six different things. Some were more restrictive than others, and regulators being regulators, they opted for the most regulation in the menu of options that they had presented to themselves. So what are they going to require? Well, the first thing is that USB-C is going to become, in Europe at least, the common port should this proposal be accepted. Now before, the MOU required that the external power supply be USB, but not the port on the phone. This new mandate harmonizes the port on the phone. So the iPhone would have to lose its lightning connector, or perhaps lose the port completely. And this mandate is not just smartphones, it's also going to be for tablets cameras, headphones, portable speakers, and handheld video game consoles. Now, in addition to mandating the port, they're also mandating the type of charging technology that port will use for devices that support fast charging. And the standard they are settling on is USB Type-C power delivery. So that quick charge protocol is off the table here. It's gotta be USB Type-C PD to be compliant. They're also requiring that manufacturers who sell any of the covered devices, remember phones, handheld video games, headphones, all of those things have to unbundle the power adapter from the sale of the device. Now, the manufacturer can offer a version with it bundled, but at a minimum, they have to have one that has the power supply separate from the sale of the initial device, and they're doing this to cut down on the number of new chargers being manufactured, and they think that's going to reduce e-waste. So it's going to, I think, create some inconvenience for customers, especially those who don't quite understand the difference between a regular USB charger and one that supports power delivery for a faster charge. And of course, that's the next mandate that they've got on the list here, which is improving information for customers so they can understand what their device's capabilities are insofar as charging speed is concerned and, of course, understanding what cables they need to buy to meet that standard. Now, in this part of the mandate, the regulators just kind of punted it. They're basically having the member states figure it out for them, and they are saying in the mandate that the language should be clear, understandable, and intelligible. Now, given all we know about USB Type-C and how many different ways it is implemented, I don't know how you make the discussion of USB Type-C clear, understandable, and intelligible. Look at all the different ways and standards you can deliver power right now on USB. I found this chart from a white paper that Texas Instruments put out recently. And as you can see here, you've got no less than five different standards for power delivery with more on the way. And I don't know how you communicate to a customer which of these they should be looking at, because there's three parts to this. You've got the phone, you've got the cable and then you've got the power adapter and they all have to align with the right standard for the power performance to get delivered in the right way. And I think to some degree it's easier just to put it all in the box for the customers so they get what they need to get the advertised performance out of the phone. Here's a good example of some confusion that comes up. So I found this cable on Amazon. It's a charger cable it says. But take a look at here. It says it's USB Type-C 2.0. Remember, USB Type-C works with the USB 2.0 standard, and you can build a Type-C cable that is only a 2.0 cable. And if we go back to our chart here, you can see that a USB 2.0 cable only delivers, at least by the standard here, 2.5 watts of power. So they are selling this cable, which is probably fine for charging up a small device or whatever, but it doesn't actually deliver the performance and this guy bought the cable thinking it would work with his MacBook that runs off of an 85 watt power adapter. And sure enough, it didn't. It was charging his computer at the same speed it charges a tiny phone. And we talked all about these confusing USB standards in another weekly wrap up video that you can find here on screen. I think what's gonna happen after all of this is Apple is just gonna take that port and get rid of it. And the reason is is that this mandate doesn't require that there be a charging port at all on the phone, just that if it has a port, this is what that port has to comply with. So you might be wondering, what about wireless charging? Is that part of the mandate? Not yet, let's have a look at their language there. Now just to show you how slowly these government regulators work, Uh, They did do a study when they were putting this mandate together that looked at phone sales between 2016 and 2018. Remember, it's 2021 now, and they found over that period of time a six-fold increase in phones that supported wireless charging to around 44 million units, or 28% of all sales of phones back in 2018. I would argue now that it's far more than that. But they say that this technology is not seen as a replacement for wired charging at the moment, because of the efficiency rate of such chargers. Now, yes, wireless chargers have long been not as efficient as a plug-in charger. However, there are now wireless chargers that are getting very close in performance to wired ones. Uh, This one from Belkin, for example, can deliver 15 watts of power to phones that support it using the Qi fast wireless charging standard. What's nice about Qi is that if you have a phone that's based on an older version of their standard, it will charge at the lower rate too. And the European Union acknowledges that there's a lot of development in this area and they're keeping their regulatory mitts off for a while but they do put a warning in here that as technology develops and is incorporated into more products, fragmentation may develop and if it does, that's when they're coming after people. And this Belkin thing is actually a good example because this supports 15 watts But in order to charge your Apple device wirelessly at 15 watts, you have to use an Apple-manufactured or Apple-certified MagSafe adapter. Otherwise, you're going to be limited to just 7.5 watts, and that is confirmed on the iPhone 13s here as well, which says here that Qi charging is only up to 7.5 watts, but you'll get the 15 again with a MagSafe adapter. What's interesting is that Apple has built the MagSafe standard around the Qi standard. So it's actually a Qi charger, but Apple has some communication that goes on between the phone and the charger to ensure that it is an Apple certified device before it allows the faster flow of power through that wireless charge. Yet the MagSafe adapter is part of the Qi standard. So you could charge an Android phone with a MagSafe charger if you wanted to. And i think apple is doing this to argue that hey we're completely compliant with the standard look we've got a Qi wireless charging device built into our magsafe adapter and this might be in anticipation of future regulatory action from the eu so what is next for this mandate well i think it's safe to say that the iphone will likely have to have some usb type c port within the next two years so basically if this is adopted then all of the different manufacturers have a year or two to comply. And a lot of people have thought that Apple was moving in that direction anyhow, or Apple could just get rid of the port completely because there is no regulation around a phone without a port. So we'll have to see how this plays out. The one thing I'm concerned about here is for people that have these lightning peripherals. So for example, we have the backbone controller here, which has a lightning port on it, which plugs into iPhones. There's a lot of other neat little devices like this one that use that lightning connector that will become e-waste at some point because they won't be compatible with phones moving forward. Now in the case of this backbone controller which just came out recently, unfortunately it doesn't fit the new iPhone 13 Pro so it's already uh, been kind of rendered obsolete in my house. Hopefully they come up with some solution for us. I did a video about this the other day but I do think you're going to have a lot of issues with all of these existing peripherals out there that will end up getting thrown out, which I think is the opposite of what the European Union was trying to achieve here. And at the end of the day, companies like Apple have already unbundled the power adapters because there's an economic incentive for them to do so. So I don't think this regulation is going to do much, um, but we'll see what happens and whether or not uh, the EU as a whole adopts this. And if they do, then all of the member states will be required to follow in Compliance. But the UK, which is no longer part of the EU, uh, stated the other day in a news report that they don't intend to follow the EU's lead on this. So we'll see what happens with it, but it will become the standard, no doubt, in Europe. And we'll have to see what Apple does to respond. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Now this week's wrap-up is being brought to you as always by all of you, we had a fun live stream last week where we unboxed a bunch of the new Apple stuff, including the new iPhone Pro 13 and the iPad mini, the new one, which is really cool. And Alan N here and flay 98 both made super chat contributions during that stream. So I want to thank them for that. We didn't have any new members this week, but we do have plenty who have been supporting the channel for many years now. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis, but also those of you who just watch on a regular basis, too, because all of those things keep this channel growing and moving along in a good direction. So I want to thank you all for your support. And if you do want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel We also support the YouTube membership program with that join button down below. And we're on Floatplane and Patreon too. We've got a bunch of other channels you can check me out on, including my Amazon page at lon.tv slash Amazon shop, where most of my review videos end up. And all of the videos there are ad free along with my live streams if you want to have an uninterrupted experience. We also have some ways to engage with the channel through my email list at lon.tv email. We are very infrequently emailing people, so don't worry about getting too much stuff in your inbox. We also have the Facebook group and the Discord. And then we've got my store where I sell previously used items that I reviewed here on the channel. I've got to get another batch of stuff going soon. And if you want to be notified whenever I add something to the store, you can go to lon.tv store alert and get an email delivered to you every time we add something new to the store. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. I want to thank you all for your continued support and viewership. Please keep those questions and comments coming. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the EU mandate down in the comments section. I don't think it's going to do much of anything since most phones already have USB-C ports, but it might create some issues for Apple rolling forward and I'm curious to see whether or not they just get rid of the port completely to stick it to the regulators over there. Time will tell and I look forward to hearing from all of you on that topic and anything else that's on your mind and until next time this is Lon Seidman thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.tv supporters including gold level supporters hot sauce and video games Brian Parker Chris Allegretta, Tom Albrecht, Thomas Anfang, Jim Tannis, and Handheld Obsession. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month.